This episode of The Last King Podcast, we'll be reviewing the finale of Game of Thrones and also John Wick 3, Parabellum. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of The Last King Podcast. I, I know Kung Fu. One of your co-hosts, Eccentric Tom. Mr. Entropter over here is... Uh, Shafiq the Broken, I guess. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yes, I'm You're broken. definitely a broken, broken man. I'm broken, yes. I'm broken on the inside because of this epic uh, conclusion that we all had to witness. And uh, speaking you sure of... it's not the Singapore weather? It's not just the Singapore weather. And speaking of under the weather, who do we have? <laughs> oh, we've huh? got uh, Master of Coin, Mr. Toffee. Master here. of Coin, there you, you go. You wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mario which is, why we're, which is why this show is completely broke, because you guys gave me the job of being the treasurer. You're the keeper of the real privy, that's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all this high-tech budget going on... No, no, you are definitely lord of the privy. You're called John. At least I'm that. the king of the north. King yeah. of the north? No, you're not. That's king not. of the Builders. Which way do you spin when we flush again? <laughs> anyway, boys. <laughs> speaking of uh, going down the toilet, <laughs> this episode. Are you sure you want to start with that? Because at least it, it shows the show ended on a high. I mean, a medium size note. A medium size note. It was not. A, it's, it's a fart in the bath with a little nugget sticking up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I can describe it. So yes, we're gonna be talking about the final episode of uh, *The Game of Thrones*, which uh, concluded like uh, as of this recording yesterday. About twenty-four hours ago. About twenty-four hours ago. ago. So it's very much fresh in our minds, and you also have to understand, last king fans, uh, we have been uh, doing the weekly play-by-play. Yeah, Uh, if you've been listening, like a good boy slash girl slash uh, undetermined. Just watch the last. Watch. Just listen to the last five episodes, and you can see how uh, we went to amazing heights and just. Came crashing down very <laughs> like one of the dragons in the show. It's a downward spiral down. of depression. Yeah, just here. like Rego, we got smacked in the fucking neck by <laughs> DD's shitty writing. Oh god, just like the mountain. Uh, we, we're, we're dead inside. Long, long dead. <laughs> we're dead inside. <laughs> okay, but first. Uh, just like Sandra, we've been burnt horribly. Okay, enough with the puns. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think, I think the audience got the point. That is yes. uh-huh. get the point. Speaking of getting the point, Daenerys. Just like Daenerys, who got stabbed in the heart. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way, people. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, as if you <laughs> yeah, didn't notice. In case you couldn't tell from the title of the show, yes, yeah. there are spoilers Look, for this. This episode. episode is coming out on Friday slash Saturday. You had a week. Yeah. No if complaints. If you haven't watched it by now, you are not a fan. So, you know, just just watch it. Yeah, it's only six hours of your life. No, wait, it's eight, eight nine-ish hours, I guess. Uh, for this season, yeah. It's about 45 minutes per episode, right? Or maybe close to two hours? No, nothing hit the two-hour two mark. Uh, three hours, less than three hours. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Huh. So, uh, as per uh, tradition here on the Last Game Podcast... Kind of one, like, maybe one and a half hours back, I guess. But uh. Well, uh, anyway, it is time for us to bemoan and uh, bid farewell to the used-to-be mighty Game of Thrones, one of our favorite shows that turned to shit very quickly. Thank you, Star Wars. Yes. ruining something else. <laughs> yeah. Your stink is becoming so pervasive. Literally, an unrelated show is sinking because of it. Yeah. Wait, no. No, wait. Yeah, they give us a little. Wait, Daenerys was in it. Ah! Anyway, so... Oh, yeah, maybe it's her. Maybe it is her. Well, she's coming back for the Silo. The Silo? The, the Silo. What do you call a sequel the to Solo? The Solo sequel? The Solo sequel, What? Is it? What do you call a Solo sequel? A duo. Anyway, boys. Speaking of du- number two. Um... <laughs> That was a tortured ass segue, but I'm going with it. Yes, there you go. Uh, speaking of tortured, <laughs> speaking of tortured, this episode, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, general consensus amongst a lot of people out there on the interwebs uh, have been very much uh, in accordance to what we're feeling right now. 
And yeah, I mean, it's we we called it. I mean, we've been kind of doing the play by play, and we've been kind of mentioning uh, in previous episodes, like. Yeah, this seems to be kind of suffering from a little bit of the writer's hackiest itis, you know what I mean? Wrapping yeah. it up itis, right? Well, wrapping it up I mean, itis. It's very, very clear from the way this episode, this season has been going and previous season that uh, Benoff and Weiss came up with an ending and said, right, we have to get to this ending as quickly as possible, otherwise, we're never going to be able to escape this fucking show. Or make Star Wars. Exactly. Or mm-hmm. make that confederate show they've always wanted to make, right? Yeah, which I don't think is gone anywhere near uh, even like uh, pre-production. Which one is going to come out first? Definitely the Star Wars. Definitely one, Star right? Wars. Like that's being confirmed. I think they've they got three writing. movies next. They've got three movies. Is that the plan? I, d- I don't know. I don't think they're doing a TV show. I think they're doing three movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't give a shit about Star Wars anymore. So whatever. Well, we got one more to look forward to. Eh. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, but this- uh, here's going to be the thing. Uh, I actually did really enjoy this episode mm-hmm. on its own as a finished product devoid and divorced from everything else this was a well-paced well-done episode okay with some pretty powerful moments i agree i agree and some fantastic cinematography which isn't on- saying much because if no. you're saying out of context sure yeah out of context but, on its own yeah so. yeah but problem is that because of all the other stuff preceding it all the rush dialogue and weird character choices. It wasn't enough really to wipe the bad taste out of your mouth. Well, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I I was watching going, okay, I like this episode, but did they have to rush through two huge moments that should have been served better? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the long night should have been longer. Three episodes. At or least, at least yeah. two. You know, like. Yeah, at the very least two. Fucking hell, Battle of the Bastards was longer, it felt like. True, and that it was felt just like a earned. minor squabble, pretty much. Well, you know, he did kill his brother in front of him. Well, but still, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's like a petty civil war in one of the smaller kingdoms. True that. Mm. <coughs> so, you know what? As per tradition again, um, let's do the round table. Who wants to go first? How about you, Sir John? I think I'll go, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what I actually enjoyed okay, in this episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What I enjoyed about this episode is definitely Peter Dinklage's role as, you know, from the way he reacted to the corpses of Jamie and Cersei Lannister, oh, all yeah. the way mm-hmm. to when he convinced the council in the middle of the episode to basically elect Bran the Broken as the new king. Also, I mean, by the way, else. fuck he you for calling him Bran the Broken. Like, why not Bran the Three-Eyed Raven? Bran, you know, the undefeated, but like, Bran the Broken. It does like, feel insulting, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, Bran would have contested either way. But in the end, he was like, "I don't care. I'll just let you run the whole damn country for all you know. I'll just do my own tree raven thing." I have an even have. better nickname for Bran. Yeah, Wheels. Yeah. Hey, Ooh, that's a decent reference to <laughs> X One. <laughs> there you go. Shout out well. to a movie that's almost twenty years old. There you go. Yeah. Showing off our age here. Well, Game of Thrones is ten years old if you think about it. Close to yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. And so. I'm in. I'm on the same boat as Tom here, where basically on its own, in the way of capping up the series to its cinematography and everything, it worked out really well. Shots were really well done. I mean, every talking bits, every piece of acting was just well, just well put together and directed. I mean, it does make sense considering that the showrunners are the directors for this final episode. They just mm-hmm. basically showed their best. You know, like, what all the shades and all the shining they've done in the first season and the second season, it kind of showcased here a lot for this final episode. 
Nah, I also agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, in terms of cinematography, in terms of technical ability, Game yeah. of Thrones is a totally new stratosphere in uh, production. Mm. But it's also set a pretty low, low new tier for bad writing, I guess. Because I mean, if there's anything worth complaining about with the the past six episodes, this final season is like. Yeah, plot armor, bad writing, and just not really thinking things through is... It's enough to even kind of like, you know, besmirch such, you know, uh, something as great as Game of Thrones. Like, yep, you, you, everything is a slave to writing, actually. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, besides Bran's uh, comeuppance, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's such a stupid line, too. That's why I'm here. Shut up, Bran! Yeah. <laughs> why do you think I came all this way? Uh, like, I don't know, you were bored. <laughs> what else the fuck were you going to do? Because your sisters wheeled you here, dumbass. Yeah, what else were you going to do? Like, stare at someone else in Winterfell. <laughs> Creepy motherfucker. Hey, anyway. Uh, but then again, uh, f- uh, it could have been better. I agree. I don't know. What about you, Eccentric Tom? What would you... I mean, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that I feel like individual parts were really, really good. Uh, even ones which are a bit suspect and cliche, specifically Drogon melting the Iron Throne. That was super cliche. It was super cliche, but at the same time... It looked cool, I'll have to admit. It was a very cool cool scene, and yes, it was, you know, symbolism class 101, but still, you know, it got the message across pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I like that you could interpret it one of two ways. Either, first, Drogon is very intelligent, understands that it was, you know, the desire for power which meant he was robbed of his mother and that the best thing to do would be to deny anyone having to go through what he went through. Or... He's really stupid. I thought that the pointy chair killed his his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the first. I'll go with the first. Mummy answer. Mummy die. Bad chair. Yeah. It's like <laughs> hmm, pointy and mummy made of pointy. Die bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey Johnstone. Bye. <laughs> he just leaves. I kill pointy. Okay, I take mummy. Bye bye. <laughs> That's Drogon's voice in your head. Yeah. Hello! <laughs> I'm Drogon! I'm big and scary! You're making it sound like a Muppet now. <laughs> yeah, it's Mr. Bean crossed with Kermit. Yes. <laughs> That's how he eats sheep. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yay, yay. Okay. Uh, uh, any other things you want to add, or else? Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, everything else. I, 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 one thing I think people haven't been talking about too much, but I really enjoyed was uh, Grey Worm's transformation. To where now that he's no longer serving someone, he now has to be just a pure commander by himself. It's like, okay, no, he's capable and damn terrifying. Yeah, true that. Yeah, because you know that this is a man who's incredibly capable and sharp-minded. Yeah. Even if kind of, you know, unnecessarily one-track-minded. Well, he's still dickless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, as the show has proven, you don't need a dick to kick, kick ass. Speaking of, <laughs> no, the Stark Girls. The Stark Girls. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, okay, speaking of Star Girls, right, okay, right off the bat, right, I'm just super disappointed with how, like, so Arya Stark killed the Night King and then did absolutely nothing after that. Yeah, I mean, they saved her in last week's episode to stare forlornly at Grey Worm in a thing and then fuck off on a boat. Because, mm-hmm. like, I guess... Uh, D&D saw that George R. Martin said oh I like the ending of uh, Lord of the Rings it's kind of bittersweet got it ship someone sailing off into the west I mean I don't know 
remember that time when she was training to be kind of like this unstoppable killer who could change faces anytime? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where's the like face magic? And we don't see any Why of doesn't that. she do that anymore? Yeah. Hmm. Because, yeah, uh, basically the Indian, when they went to prune like this big magnificent garden that George R. R. Martin had made, just bought a fucking chainsaw <laughs> instead of shears. There you go. Or a nail clipper because, eh, two and a half time. Uh, I would say this, you know what been really amazing is yeah. after Drogon burns down the chair, it pulls his face off and it's Arya all along. Now that would be <laughs> so cool. When did you learn to be a dragon? Ah! And then the last 40 minutes is just various people pulling their faces off and then it's just... <laughs> They're all from like Voltron dragon, is it? <laughs> no. No, no, no. You just Everybody's Arya. That's the thing. That's yeah. the ending. Be- it's like the Matrix. Being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. You no, being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Ugh. Speaking of Stark Girls, so, uh, yeah, Sansa's Queen of the North. Why? Because she's she the hid last in the crypt. She's the last Stark. She's the, she's the last Stark who has a legitimate claim to the throne, yeah. But she can, when she bears an heir, wouldn't that be no more Stark? If she can be married matrilineal, that should not be a problem. Hmm. What does like, that mean? Everyone, but basically, if she convinces whoever she marries to not to let her children be of her dynasty. Okay. Which is historically that has happened in the past. Uh, seeing as how many Queens Englanders have it. Well, yeah. Well, well they, they tend to change uh, dynasties after that. But, mm. but like, for example, yeah, the current, uh, like, Charles, their name is Windsor after her, not uh, Mountbatten, which is the name of Philip. Mm, so mm. we have, like, actual, like, presidents in the modern world. Well, speaking of Sansa, I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts about her declaring a new nation, Winterfell? We knew it was, it was fucking telegraphed from episode one of the season. Mm-hmm. Like saying the North will bow no more, or like no, no longer bend the knee. Like They've tried three different times to elect a new ruler of the North. Since yep. season six or seven, right, when she yep. escaped the clutches of... Uh, well, no, since like, season one, the North has been white. trying to be independent. Yep. Like, King of the North! Oh, no, he's dead. Like, King of the North! Oh, he's fucked off to uh, uh, fuck the dragon lady. The Queen of the North! There, there we go. Third time's a trick. Yeah. It's she's like that scene in uh, Monty Python. Like, I build a castle to prove him wrong. It's like to the swamp. So I built a second castle. That's like to the swamp. Did you just... <laughs> equate Winterfell to Swamp Castle. Yeah, yeah. probably the only <laughs> show Holy here. To wow. Do this. Yes, yes, I think that makes that, so much sense. The whole tragic history of the North and its subjugation to the Southern Lands to a farcical moment. Oh man, <laughs> I can literally films. imagine well, Sean Bean as freaking Michael Pillen. One day, lot, this will all be yours. What, what the, the curtains? Not the curtains, <laughs> lad. <laughs> Legitimately best underrated line from that movie. True that. No, no, wait, it's still, it's still. Uh, what do you mean? An African or European swallow? It's still the best line. <laughs> yeah, but it's so often commented, uh, quoted. True that. Okay. Look at the bones! <laughs> That's another good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it is the rabbit. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, let's go down the line. Speaking of uh, burly women, uh, Brain of Tarth had a really nice moment uh, topping up uh, Jamie's uh, journal. The deeds, yeah, uh, the deeds nice. of Sir so Jamie. she yeah. took over his live journal. She managed to give him the password. <laughs> you made it live journal. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I want to uh, have you more kinship with you old motherfuckers. aged yourself live journal. Dude, I'm, from, I'm far too young for live journal. I'm Friendster and below. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm the Facebook generation. You're the... We are all, all the Facebook users. But like the ones that were kind of, it was aimed at? I don't know, whatever. This is a weird flex conversation. Let's stop this. <laughs> exactly. What? what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was I had that before. The okay, whole uh, WhatsApp Brienne moment was definitely very touching. You know, yeah. Just Although I like all moments. the memes of people like, 
and he was ugly and fat and a <laughs> tiny penis, and no one liked him. Undermined by the internet, of course. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's funny. It is funny. Yeah, I'll admit that. Did I mention tiny penis? When I held it in my hand, it felt like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. He should uh, be called little finger. Speaking of uh, tiny grapes. Uh, John? Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion. <laughs> Ouch, man. Ouch. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, no, no. Uh, uh, I want to throw this back to John. So, John did mention that a uh, Tyrion had some of the most... Uh, poignant uh, scenes, basically. He's yeah, like definitely. his own episode. Very, very yeah. poignant. Yes, yes, like yes. Like when he finally stopped having to dance on the subject and was just brutally honest to John. It's like, I loved her. I really believed in her. But she has to go because, holy fuck, this is a monster. This you is done a crazy fucked bitch. up, Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I find it kind of bullshit, he's not mentioned at all in a song of ice and fire. Well, he's in the abridged uh, chapters. <sighs> he's a footnote. <laughs> he's in the footnotes. Yep. Uh, Thank you. I was. I set it up perfectly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but but to be fair, the reason why Bran wanted to make uh, Tyrion hand of the king is because again, Bran Bob doesn't want the rule. In the end of the day, it's exactly. Tyrion who's basically prime okay, minister of the made entire. You've me this job I don't want, so I'm gonna give you the job you don't want, motherfucker. You know what? We'll both yeah. be miserable together. I'm sorry, I have to do this joke. Yeah. You should have been made feet of the king, so you could be master blaster for Mad Max too. <laughs> <laughs> all these tangents all make sense now. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> he has to carry him all around. Yeah, so technically, and the thing is, yeah. because it's Peter Dinklage, he can wear like a normal outfit, so he looks like two kids dressed as a grown up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Yeah, you kind of had to. Why I've do you need? I'm trying to expect anything better from you. Of course not. I was just disappointed. Ugh. Anyway, so, <sighs> so yeah. Yeah, in general, <laughs> uh, you know, Rip John, he's back to where we started, <laughs> freezing his balls off in the north because it's but like poetry. I guess that was what itself. he wanted yeah. in the end. Although, wasn't it? Thank God, he finally pet ghosts. Because fucking yes. yeah, the petting that good yeah, boy the in Yeah, the internet was four. all a rage for that. Why, honestly? <laughs> I don't know, because he's a dog with one ear. <laughs> but he's so cute. He's a this fucking is a giant direwolf will fuck you up if you look at him the wrong I way. I know, he's so cute and flappy. You know what he used to be. Anyway. Yeah, well, he's still flappy. <laughs> of course he is. It's really cold up there. <laughs> Speaking of fluffy, so Jon Snow's ending. <laughs> Talk about... A f- uh, an, uh, a total waste of time I would say it's like it was all this setup all this backstory all this conspiracy all this D plus what equals A ugh. just to off the queen J, basically that was promised yeah, yeah, yeah. to stab someone in the chest and then he go kill, you kill him he comes back to life he fucks the dragon queen he survives Winterfell he survives the first attack with the the Night King and uh, yeah, okay. He still fucks the Dragon Queen. In he, a fucks, way. He, oh, he, he fucks her over. Yeah, fucks her <laughs> over. Fucks her over. And then you know what? Okay, so uh, back to the wall with you. All right, that's it. That's that's how we end his entire. Cool. Yeah, uh, most of this show you can see just like rather than trying to tie up loose ends, they just cut them off. It's like mm. fuck it, we're not gonna do this anymore. I don't know. Like you could do your own fucking head cannon for what they do. I think what they were really uh, this but they start bringing back characters which we'd not thought about for so like why the fuck was Edmund Tully there yeah I was wondering who Just the hell so he, he was until I googled his, his name and everything it was like who the hell's this guy again <laughs> yeah, he just kind of stopped talking and then Sasha was like bitch sit your ass down yeah. who's he again he's from the he's K- Catelyn uh, Tully's uh, brother it's the he the fucked over most of his kingdoms the, right the, the, the River Run. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Where was he during that? Never mind. He was stuck there because condition of him getting that castle back from the Blackfish was that he wouldn't do anything to fight the Lannisters. 
So he wasn't allowed to do anything. So he could have just joined it when they realized the Lannisters were like, stuck in King's Landing, but fucking whatever. Because this show doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I think this is the recommendation I would give to anybody who wants to watch Game of Thrones. Stop at six. Watch yeah. seven if you need to, and then if you have to watch eight, just stop it too. Yeah, I mean, this is not. This is. There was a decent finale with a shitty last season. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it's compared to something like Lost, which, like, you know, still, fuck you for the ending of Lost. This is still better than that. No, no, no. Wait. Compared to Dexter, Dexter still has the worst ending in oh, any yeah, TV sure, show yeah. of all time. It's like, seriously, riding into a hurricane with your sister in a boat? Sure. Uh, that makes all the sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so, I end up fucking in that show? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of incest, uh, Jamie Lannister and Cersei. They got paid a million dollars to lie in some rubble. They got... Was it them? I yeah. Mean, they, they, they were, they the were lying in the rubble. Like, they, yes. were the, they were the top billing in that show. Is What's the guy's name? Nicola... Nicolaj Cos- Costawaldo and Lena Headey. What are they going to do now? Well, Lena Headey's uh, fine. She's been starring in a bunch of like B, triple A kind of shows as of late. Yeah. Which is interesting because uh, around the time of season two, she was in severe financial trouble because she was going through a divorce. But now she's fine. Like, she's set for life pretty much. Do you know what I want to see Lena Headey do? What? I want for, you know the new Terminator movie? Sarah Connor? Yeah. I want it, I want it to be a multiverse and Lena Headey versus the other Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton. That would be Ooh. cool. That would act- actually, I could see that. And then, like, you have the other one, which is Daenerys, and they both beat <laughs> her up. <laughs> She's like, beat the shit out of Amelia Clark. <laughs> Come with me, Olive. Well, shut up! And then just beat the shit out of her. Oh, yeah, Amelia Clark was uh, Linda Hamilton, wasn't she? Was she? Sarah she was Sarah Connor. Not the weakest Sarah Connor she was in the weakest Terminator film. So, I, what I want and is. I'm saying a lot. A, a Sarah Connor Bowl? Is, is that the, the way we let's, let's go with Connor Bowl. Rather than air horns, it's just a damn fart. No, rather than air horns, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let Sarah Connor come with me on the list. Oh, Linda Hedy, you're my favorite. Anyway. No, wait, Linda Hamilton, sorry. Well, yeah. I just want to say, like. <sighs> what it did with Cersei was probably the worst thing ever for me personally because yeah. it's like not only did like I was kind of pining for that small glimmer of hope that maybe she kind of survived the, the crushing that maybe when uh like Tyrion was just like moving rubble Jamie's dead but then somehow his body managed to preserve her and she's still bit. alive and so what what does he do? Does he choke her out or what? He doesn't choke her out. It's just like, it's just us left. And then she finally breaks down and is like, you know what? Yeah. This, we have, I mean, that would be something at least, like, I did not expect that. that a surprise. It yeah. literally took a castle falling down. Like, literally all her power being robbed from her to realize yeah. that she's fucked up. Maybe she starts her redemption out or maybe it's like, you know what? I'm going to rise to power again. I'll be back. She just disappears yeah, into the yeah. night. So we have a sense of a potential threat because what I'm really disappointed with thoroughly is how Game of Thrones was like and then they lived happily ever after. No, this is Game of Thrones. You can't end it that way. There has to be some... I think there was like a mention that like they still had issues with like uh, coin because they got that huge fucking loan from the Iron Bank and they're going to want to collect. What are they going to do? Send an army down? Sure. If that's an army left, yeah. Like, you can head cannon it so that other shit happens after. Well, I guess that shit's already solved with this ending, where basically Bronn, our favorite mercenary, is now master of coin and his debts are paid, more or less. Well, yeah, he is Lord of Highgarden. 
Yeah, I mean, that sure. was what what a stupid plotline. Well, you had to yeah. do something with him. Yeah, but only because everyone loved him. Like, if he wasn't so beloved by everybody, like, we wouldn't have had him in this season at all. I mean, he was like everybody's favorite cantankerous comrade, especially when he was traveling with the Dink. Especially, I think both with the Dink and with uh, Jamie Lannister. I mean, he was just like so much fun because he just kept saying cunts. Yeah, like I mean, the thing is, you bought the bromance, and yeah. also at the same time, it's you just mean the bromance. Yes, the bromance. There you go. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Uh, uh, but still, you know what? Everybody wants to cash their checks. Everybody got their cashes checked. And hey, Jerome Flint, well done on making some really good money after Robson and Jerome stopped in the mid-90s. There you go. Oh, you remember that, huh? I don't remember that. I just, I found out about it and it makes me laugh so goddamn much. Okay, you know what really, really like, annoying? Yeah. Fucking Ed Sheeran walks into the shot and is like, I'm still alive too. When his eye, eyelids burnt off. Yep. I'm in love with the shape of you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh... Well, we needed one ginger more, I guess. Wait, Tommen was back then. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to see him and have no lines, but just like stand there. I'm still here. <laughs> hey. Why didn't you come with me, you asshole? I could have used your help. <laughs> it's hot down there, fucker. Yeah, it's like, well, then take your furs off, you fucking weirdo. You know what? He removes all the furs. He's like a really thin man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fur. There's actually like three jaws that are on top of another. <laughs> yeah, it's three dinklages. And yeah. it's just his head. Manipulated by the top one. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. So Game of Something Thrones. Something more entertaining than Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not an unmitigated disaster. Not by any imagination. I mean, yeah, I would describe this as you know what, oddly satisfying. Yeah. And oddly being the word that is stressed here because to me it felt like you know what, at least it wasn't. A, a stupid ending it was just the most boring and predictable one yeah but it was definitely an ending there that was, was definitely, definitely closure a closing yes. of the book kind of thing which I do appreciate I mean the only possible spin-off is the adventures of Arya right? if that's ever which gonna happen I anyway probably watch half half-heartedly like something in the background while I'm doing because right stuff. now they are focused yeah. on doing the prequels first before any other new projects which I really don't care about because yeah. the pre- the prequels are not that interesting. Like apparently they're gonna focus on the like creation of the uh, White Walkers with uh, the Children of the Forest. No, I don't care. I yeah, literally I don't, don't care. I mean, like for me, like the, the only w- thing that gives I have any interest in is like maybe Aegon's conquest. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the rise of uh, the first Baratheon. What was his name? Robert. The rise of yeah. Robert. Oh yeah, like that Robert's Rebellion I would see. be I an see amazing that. one-off season. Uh, but you know what? Let's be super realistic. That's not gonna happen <laughs> because you know not. what. George R. R. Martin is probably going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to be interested in this anymore. You can hobbit this all the way you want. Nobody gives a fuck. Neither do we. So, boys, maybe what we should do is let's do a nice little reminisce here. Maybe we just look back at the series in general and think about all the good times. Hey, John, what was your favorite moment in all eight seasons? I think when the wildfire, uh, the episode of the wildfire in uh, season two, right? When uh, Peter Dinklage and uh, the bl- thank you, Bella Blackwater. That was a well. That was like. You expected more out of other seasons in Game of Thrones because of that one fight, that one battle. And I think the director, mm-hmm. the guy who did uh, The the Long Night and Battle of the Bastards... Michael Sopacek or... Yeah, that guy. Lines, I think yeah. he, that was... Was that his first episode or... I'm not yeah, sure. It was not the director. So. I think that was one of he got episodes. all the big action uh, set piece uh, episodes. Yeah. Can't wait to see him direct something bigger than this, actually. Yeah, he could yeah. actually spin off doing like action films and whatnot after he's this. Proof he's got an eye for uh, big epic fight scenes, so... I hope there's another big sword and sandals property that gets developed sometime soon. There's a lot of potential ones out there that hasn't been touched, but we'll see. 
How about you, Centric Tom? Looking back at all this Game of Thronishness, what was the one thing that you know what? At least that happened. Oh Jesus! Uh, I would say uh, Battle of the Bastards. Hands down, that's the best episode ever. For sure, and because I can't choose which parts I like the most, is it the circle of spears like slowly closing in on the um, like fighting against like this wall of bodies? Is it the charge of the Veil vale Knights where they're playing fucking nine pin bowling with uh, the Bolton soldiers? Is it uh, Jon Snow beating the ever loving shit out of Ramsay Bolton in his <laughs> yeah, stupid smug face? Yeah. Or is it him being eaten by the hounds? All, all of them. Th- all all of three, them. Yeah. all three, four of those. Yeah. Great moments. Mm. I don't know, like for me, I mean, it's an obvious one. Definitely the Red Wedding. The Red Wedding proved <laughs> to a lot of people that yeah. you can get away with anything on television if you know how to set it up properly. Oh yeah, for sure. I think yeah. the setup to the Red Wedding was probably the best. That was, I mean, the best yeah. adaptation of this book. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to be one of those guys who says like, yeah, I knew it was gonna happen. But even as somebody who read the books and when I saw it happen, it's like, why did this still take me by surprise? This was so masterfully done, mm. and. I mean, it's very safe to say, right, that after that episode, every TV show decided to take chances. Every TV show decided to kill off, like, main lead characters. It was, oh, apparently, you know, TV audience members are kind of smarter than movie members, like, audience members now. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to sit through this and we have to actually plan our day to, like, you know, actually get home in time to catch this shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Investment levels are higher for this. US based because it's on a Sunday. Yeah. Whereas here it's, like, Monday... Whenever you gotta you watch it late at night because you yeah. got work on Monday morning. Yeah. It's probably in my uh, torrent box. But oh, I'm sorry, it's a very probably yeah. in, in your HBO channel oh, subscription yeah, yeah. thing, right? I mean, thank yeah. fuck, it was a public holiday this Monday, so we could watch it properly. Yeah, and then so thank you, you Buddhists. We appropriated <laughs> your uh, sure. We appropriated your holiday for the Indians here. Uh, you know what? Uh, I also kind of appreciate the fact that it was on a public holiday here because it allowed me like a couple hours to just literally like leave the house walk around and like what am I gonna do with my life now I know we have to find another obsession shit so I really fucking hope that his dark materials delivers on the thing that they're promising in that trailer what about good omens good omens I hope it's it's good it's just gonna be like one six uh, episode season so that's not gonna be my next obsession I'm looking forward to it but it's gonna be like that was a wonderful experience and then over whereas his dark materials is gonna be it's three books and you can't do uh, book per season you need to do at least two seasons per book I don't know so I mean, that'll be a nice big dose of I'm hearing good things show. about um, Doom Patrol actually a lot of people are saying that's a pretty good show is it already? yeah I think there are like what seven eight episodes so I have far? not had the opportunity to catch I kind of want to watch it I'm very yeah. very curious yeah see how it adapts the comic and hey the Witcher episode Series that's gonna be, be garbage. <laughs> it's I'm probably gonna, gonna be. I'm bad. gonna call it. It's gonna be garbage. So I've bad is good. The, the set photography and I've seen Henry Cavill in costume. No, he, he doesn't look right. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I am uh, withholding judgment until I see it. You know what? Just make the games, guys. Leave the leave the. Uh, well, I would say this also. Like you know what? Uh, I don't know, it's been not since Breaking Bad, not since The Wire has there been a TV show that totally kind of encapsulated so many things when it comes to storytelling, characters uh, and consistency that's also important we can't say consistency anymore the last two seasons proved until, that wrong until season 6 absolutely yes consistency apart yeah. from the dawn parts eh, there you go I didn't mind those so much I mean for me the weakest part of the entire 8 seasons was definitely anything to do with uh, 
brand and that whole Three at Raven thing. Yeah, because it felt like that it was alluding to so much, but never paid off in any way that was interesting. Because the interesting stuff is still in George R. R. Martin's head and didn't get translated to the paper in time. But also gave us probably one of the most heartfelt moments of all time with Hodor's. Uh, oh God! Yeah. Hodor. Oh, that that, 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 that was still like kind of hurts a bit to think about. You know, I I can't wait to just rewatch the whole uh, six ep- uh, seasons of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and totally ignore the last two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I hope somehow, some way, we have something like this to kind of grace our screen soon because, you know what? Despite all its missteps and despite it just totally not sticking the landing, I would say you know at least to the D and D guys and to George R. R. Martin. I mean, you have to also understand, right? Again, imagine the pencil pitch of this, like convincing people. We're going to do a 10-episode multi-season show set in medieval times about incest and dragons. Yeah, and we're going to need a budget kind of close to a small movie by the end of it because we've got actual fucking dragons. Yeah. Like, congrats to the guys for pulling this off in the first place. But also... Like 11 years ago, right? Or 10 years ago. Yeah, there you go. And also, I mean, like, if it wasn't for Game of Thrones, there wouldn't be... I mean, which came first? Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? It was Game of Thrones first, right? Yeah. It was Walking Dead first, I thought. Then Game yeah. of Thrones. Around I the think same time. it was Walking Dead. Uh, the first season came out the year before. I would say, like, maybe something like Walking Dead would be kind of like the new generation of edgy television. But something like Game of Thrones also kind of proved to the entire world, like, hey, medieval shit is cool. Nerds like eccentric Tom was right all along. Oh yeah, no. It's <laughs> you just gotta do it right. Simple epic, as that. Yeah, you just need to treat it with a hint of respect, and you can't tell mature, sinister stories with it. Yes, it's just like Lord of the Rings, but with more butt fucking. Yeah. Wait. And wait. boobs. And boobs. And boobs. You know, and actual people dying rather than like yeah. you know Sean betrayal. Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean died in Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. He's done in everything. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Except for that one movie which I can't recall right now. Oh, it's probably Silent series. Hill. He didn't die and in Silent Hill. And in Ronin. Ronin, he got his character assassinated. Which is almost the same thing. Hey, so, you know what? Uh, thank you so much to the, the guys who put in all the work and all the effort. Yeah, and thank th- you for giving us uh, something to talk about for at least six weeks. Yeah. yeah. And also Made our lives a lot easier. For the last eight years. Too. Like, what the fuck are we going to talk about now on this podcast? I don't know. Video games again, I guess. <laughs> hey, shit, I guess, sure. the, I guess it's something we can say for the anniversary hey, episode. guess what? Three future. Kingdoms is coming out next week, so I get to talk about Total War game. Alright, have fun. Yes. I'm going to kill myself right now, boys. Nah. And speaking of killing yourself... Yeah, uh, putting a bullet in your head. Uh, just like... A certain John that Liquid. was terrible. I know. It's my <laughs> turn to do a terrible segue. Okay, there we go. Uh, so, uh, hey, l- let's start things off with a bang, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, new chapters, uh, Keanu Reeves, the uh, guns, violence. So yeah, John Wick Three Parabellum uh, came out, and we'll be honest, we were kind of cautiously trepidatious about this well I heard yeah I mean I did catch some of the early reviews and people were kind of saying that it's a uh, it's a mixed bag yeah and uh, to those people want to say what the fuck is wrong with you like, <laughs> which movie did you watch remember the scene where he kills a guy with a book this is how the that movie was, begins the best, that's the best way to start a <laughs> the film the movie begins yes. with John Wick smashing someone's jaw with a book and then snapping his neck with yeah. the same book and then he puts it back on the shelf and walks off because he's a fucking G. Did, you, did your cinema applause that particular scene and the scene that came after? No, they... No. Minded, minded. Everyone they was clapping. They when he did three different nut shots. 
<laughs> and then stabbed the guy through the head by sticking the dagger and like slamming it in over and over again. In a knife shop. That was insane. There's a ton of not shots if you think about it. So I would many say, not shots. I mean, okay, you know, want to do the general consensus roundtable? Let's yeah. start with uh, the other John. John. Mr. Toffee, Mr. Toffee. Yeah, this film is awesome. Yeah. This, I don't know, man, like. Again, I've watched the first and the second film. There were great stuff, but I didn't think the I didn't think the third chapter would actually top what the other two did. But wow, okay, thank God I was proven wrong. Mm. But I don't know everything from the way it looks, the way it's been shot, the way the sounds, especially the foley work, the sounds, the audio work they've done for every single punch. Every John bone Rick crunching takes. snap. Huh? Yes, yeah. it's just so visceral. I mean, I don't want to use the word visceral too much, but. Mm. Damn, it's, that was It's a perfect there. way to describe this movie. It just yeah. it feels like that, not just in the beautifully choreographed action scenes, but yeah. the way just every frame is set up. Yeah, like, and no I'm choppy edits is, and everything. That was yeah, the I'm best part. I'm surprised this is not a graphic novel first. Well, it looks like it could be a very good uh, one. It, it sh- it's shot like it should be one. I think there's going to be a graphic novel or comic yeah. book series. Just uh, there's going to be a game coming out soon for John Really? Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be terrible, but hey, whatever. Depends who makes it, actually. Yeah, if they can get uh, Keanu Reeves to do the voice, that would be... Well, they kind of the got the other guys doing the voice. Um, Ian McShane and Lance Reddick. I don't well, know. <laughs> you know, Ian McShane will do anything if you give him enough money. Yeah, no, yeah. you just need to like take every like dialogue he did in like something like Deadwood, and you can definitely piece together a different story every time. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. you could. <laughs> yeah, with enough f bombs to just you know pass you over. Yeah, because this, I am still kind of dumbfounded at how good this series is. Yeah, I think it's one of the few action movies where three for three, all of them, none of them sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Especially All the scenes are pretty good. They yeah. fully buy onto this completely batshit insane premise of this higher society of assassins who have their own currency of solid gold coins. And obviously they have enough power to where you can cap someone in the middle of uh, Times Square and no one reacts. Mm, that's one of the problems I have with it though. Yeah, I mean, that was the part where I was like, okay, this is starting to get a little out of hand. Like, you can't just kill someone in Grand Central Station and literally no one reacts. At least in the first movie, rewatching it, they paid some cleaners to come, like, clean up the dead bodies. Yeah, I mean, the first one definitely felt like a hitman on the run kind of movie. Yeah, the second one kind of became a bit more revenge porny in a good way. Not necessarily. I would say the second one felt like a. It felt like what how to do a Jason Bourne movie properly. Yeah. Mm, yes, you know yes. what I mean? Where they took it to international levels and they kind of expanded the roster and the world building. And they got a gyroscope to fix a fucking shaky camera. No, they just got a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. You just you shoot it long. A lot we, of money we don't came need from the first care. film, so... <laughs> Well, true that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the first movie was made on a shoestring budget. It was a surprise hit, to crazy say the least. Crazy amounts of money. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because it's also like you know proof of concept that people are kind of looking for movies where action isn't just splotched together shaky cam shots. Yeah. I mean, the raid proved it because it made huge waves in the West. Yeah. Just by having no recognizable names, being in a completely foreign language is usually box office poison in the States. Yeah, and maybe like the only recognizable name was Mike Shinoda who did the soundtrack <laughs> That's for the, it. Yeah. the US version. Yeah, I mean, like if you haven't even got the most famous Linkin Park member to be in your movie, then you know, that's saying something that you know, you've sold it on quality alone. Yeah, and also at the same time, I would say uh, John Wick 3, um, I don't know, for me, 
in hindsight, looking at it, like I had a great time in the cinema. It was nothing but balls to the wall action. I know I was sitting next to you in the cinema. <laughs> we were like cheering on it was for everything. Almost as entertaining listening to you as it was watching the movie. <laughs> when that horse kicked the guy oh in the face. Oh my god! Like not once, <laughs> but twice. Was it three times? I forgot. It was three and times. And then no, it's, it's another guy. Yeah, <laughs> two different guys got kicked in the face by a horse. You literally horse shot for the, the same trick. You know. Yeah. I mean, like. Uh, I do want to the audio work, man. Oh man. Yeah, the audio work definitely. You know what? Find the biggest fucking screen with the best sound system. Whatever cinema, whatever you IMAX. You have to see this in IMAX. Somehow. We saw it also, luckily, with the new laser projector, and it looks spectacular. Yeah, I mean, especially well, the glass fight, the, the glass house fight. Oh yes, so yes. Good. That's like yeah. the third act fight. Yes. Although, <sighs> after the fifth. Glass uh, case he was throwing for. He was like, "Okay, guys, we get the point. We know you look so stylish." Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's it, only it, so many times you can copy this. I mean, okay, so, I mean, we're definitely gushing about how it kind of raised the bar for Hollywood action. I will still say it's nowhere near close to the level of visceral violence or something like The Raid or anything like oh, no. Hong Kong did back in the 80s or 90s. Of course not, because you don't have a bunch of expendable Asian guys doing it. And you gotta kind of maintain, like, there's hard R and then there's R. So yeah. I think it's still kind of hovering between the PG-13 and R because you need to be able to cut down for TV mm-hmm. because yeah. the state still kind of practice that. Uh, I mean, in terms of violence, yeah, yeah, it was fun, it was bloody, and it was gloriously stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, especially the scenes in Casablanca where you see dogs taking out guys by the dick. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Th- thanks, thanks to, you know, the command of a Hellberry. A Hellberry? Hellberry did yes. shit. <laughs> look, look Hellberry did nothing. She, to me, is one of the weakest parts of the movie. Which... You like you see her fight and she looks like she practiced but she doesn't look convincing I don't you know because I, mean? I know it's her doing it because they yeah. showed video of her doing the same gun training that uh, True. Keanu did no but I mean I'm talking about the hand to hand fights like to me mm. she feels like how whenever you see Scarlett Johansson it it's like an actress being directed yeah. not an action actor not exactly I mean what I'm trying to really kind of nail that is like the thing is like when you see her take guys down with punches and kicks right you like the physics don't make sense mm. like you know how in like Marvel movies whenever Scarlett Johansson fights she does that uh, her Karana, yeah. like she lick flips guys from their necks right yeah like Halle Berry doesn't really do that she doesn't resort to that but there's something about the way she fights like it looks like she trained but it still doesn't look convincing enough mm. she probably needed like maybe another four or five more takes to really nail like the shots but I mean it looked flawless it looked spectacular but it looked too choreographed for me I mean my personal taste like she's nowhere near as close as something like Michelle Yeoh like when she kicks oh, ass yeah. she fucks dudes up mm. And also and at Michelle Yeoh like, in her prime, yes, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And also, like even something like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, Ooh, like, oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like she's doing serious damage for sure. So like, I mean, props to Halle Berry. I think she is definitely primed to be an action s- star. She is definitely like, uh, whatever. I mean, like you had Red Sparrow, you had Lucy, and mm. what did the, what was the one with Charlize Theron? Something Atomic Blonde, right? Yeah. We need to do a Halle Berry one. She definitely yeah. needs a, a but, chance to Jeff, like. We talking about we had it. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> you have shitty taste. Oh, God. No. Uh, Catwoman is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would you and do this, that? Why'd you bring that up? This definitely. Let's talk about Monster's Ball where she throws her tits to Billy Bob Thornton. How yeah. about that? How about Swordfish? How about Swordfish when she shows it to John Travolta and he didn't react? Hmm. hmm. So, yeah, no, I mean. Like, this definitely makes up for all of those horrible, horrible missteps in her career. Kinda, yeah. But also at the same time, uh, I would say. I'm not saying that she did a bad job, but in terms of, like, what we expect. Especially when you're me, comparing it, it to like, other action films with females yeah. fighting and everything. 
I would say like she hits the mark, but it's not like you know. I I won't give it a standing ovation. I'd be like, yeah, you did a good job. You so know it's what like mean? a solid A, not an A plus. It's a solid B, not an A. Oh, okay. I guess like an A plus would be. Yeah, you know yeah I, I mean? guess it's sort of like an A minus for me, but I guess the dogs offset it like the way they just lunch. Yeah, that's at exactly all the like bad what guys. I felt. If it wasn't for those dogs that you were we paying attention to, like you didn't really notice how she was taking out dudes in, in yeah, the foreground yeah. or the background. I mean, I'm sorry, I was too busy focused on the dude being having his junk chewed by a fucking Alsatian. That scene where it fucking leapfrogs off Halle Berry to the second floor, grabs a guy by the dick and yeah. pulls him down. Oh man, <laughs> that was an awesome yet painful scene. By the way, Last King fans, plenty of spoilers. Look, the way we describe it will not match whatever it is that you see on yeah, screen. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to spoil the plot because... There is none. There's well, a little I mean, bit of a plot. The, and I mean, there is the some development with the lore building. But obviously, Which it takes a backseat to all the awesome action going yeah. on. And also, amounts to literally nothing because he's right back to where he was at the end of the John Wick 2. Which is fine, which is yeah. exactly where he needs to be. He needs to always be the man on the run. Yeah, he works best when it's literally the whole world against him because then it's an even match. I don't know. I mean, okay, we've definitely been gushing quite a bit about this movie and we definitely recommend everybody to check it out. Oh yeah, no, this movie kicks ass seriously with, with a, a hard R. With a hard R, A-R-R-S-E. But, you know, it wouldn't be the last King Podcast without the usual nitpicks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, so, uh, I'm handing over the golden comb to you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, sir. So, here's the thing I have about John Wick. This is definitely the weakest of the three. The high watermark is still part two for me in terms uh-huh. of story, in terms of action. Uh, this is the best one. Yeah, but in terms of uh, suspension of disbelief, this one really had me. I was extremely entertained, but there were so many times I was taken out of the movie, and I was like, "That was a good set piece or stunt." Like I paid attention, like the way I looked at it, it felt like, "Yeah, this looked like the they... narrative thread did feel a little bit frayed at certain points." Exactly, and also uh, when I why I mentioned suspension of disbelief was there was literally a scene in the subway which you mentioned earlier where. He caps the dude and nobody notices. That's when I kind of start to think like, okay, this movie has lost track of its very much... It used to be one of those few movies that was still grounded in reality, which kind of gave yeah. the violence a very visceral, realistic, like, kind of... Like, yeah, You flinched because, like, this is happening to yeah, a, a, a in dude. In public. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you to, like, to me, like, one of the set, the best set pieces of all time within the, the, the trilogy is definitely the, the Russian bathhouse scene mm, for part two. Yeah, yeah. Oh... Like, yeah. when you looked at it, like, that looked fucking painful. This, to me, felt like it is now breaching on, like, breaching fucking reality. Hong Kong cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's, it felt like, like, wuxia cinema. It felt like, like, this is John Woo going batshit insane. Yeah, it's like, it's just short of some doves flying from somewhere. It's it's short of a few, like, you gotta tone it down a little bit. I get what you're trying to do, because I think what the like, this entire film felt to me like, we needed to push the boundaries of action and uh, stunts and what, you know, Keanu Re- of putting an actor in these situations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Praise be to everything. That ke- his training, the f- watching him load a Spas 12 with one hand, I was like, damn, son. That, yeah. looks, that looks very impressive. And then there's a scene where he's riding a horse and he's taking out dudes and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of <laughs> silly now, huh? Yeah, I mean... They kind of have to one-up themselves, I guess, the writers and the directors. Yeah, I know. Because the thing is, right, it kind of uh, let go of the reins of reality for a little bit and it kind of bordered on the just... This is this is ludicrous. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely feels like they came up with a scene, they showed the scene and said, that's amazing. How the fuck are we going to justify it? Uh, 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 He has to run through some stables and he gets on a horse. 
Sure. sure. <laughs> this sounds like the mad <laughs> lips of you know screenwriting for John Wick for future episodes of yeah. future movies. No, this is Cartman's humanity <laughs> okay. storytelling. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. yeah. Yo. I mean, there is like I mean, a lot of dick jokes I can written in for. Speaking extra. of dicks getting ripped off, uh, no, but poor Jerome Flynn. <laughs> no, not poor Jerome Flynn. Fuck you, Jerome Flynn. Huh? I'm sorry, but it's like another problem I kind of had is like the end of part two gave us this premise where like. The world is actually full of all these hunters and killers and devious people hiding yeah. in the shadows. We need to take out John Wick, and then in the first half hour, he bumps into them back to back to back to back. It literally feels like, wait, is everyone in this universe an assassin? Who? What? But, no, just only half of New York. Yeah, and the Italian mafias here, the Chinese sushi ninjas as well, to be the, on the sushi s- makers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Mark the Costco's the worst crew ever. Yeah, but the best villain in the John Wick franchise. Oh yeah, because I would he's say. just a fucking yeah. fanboy. I love that. I love the fact that because John Wick had kind of entered that state of preposterousness that we needed something equally preposterous to kind of counterpoint him yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Because it, he literally breaks, not say it breaks the third wall, but he looks right at him and he just mentions straight to him, you're such a badass. It's like really impressive to be with you. And it's like, he had a sword stuck right through him and he was still like, I'll be no, fine. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this we'll show... We'll go around two. It's like, yeah, sure. He and, walks uh, off. And here's the praise I want to give to John Wick 3. This is how you don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah. properly. Oh, yeah. This is literally when you're like, you know what? We tried to be like Jason Bourne. We tried to be like one of the best action movies of all time. We can't top the rate. We can't top that. Where else be can we go? Be your own thing. How yeah. about... Fuck it. Let's go now. This is like the Gremlins 2. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> a really good analogy. To the yeah. Gremlins 1. It's like, they literally just thought to themselves, what are we trying to prove? Let's just shoot some balls out action. And like you know, put that really lovely Hollywood stamp on it, like made in America. And it's like, oh, or maybe Vancouver. It's most, probably Vancouver. Most likely Vancouver. Yeah, you New know? York is far too expensive for the shit they were doing. I mean, just literally that scene when like you know, uh, <laughs> okay, what did I mention? I mentioned uh, the, yeah. the knife fight. I did mention uh, the dogs biting balls, horse kicks to the face. There's a motorcycle uh, scene. See, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, which I would say is a blatant ripoff of uh oh, it's that Korean movie. I forgot what it's called. Uh, that, that that motorcycle fight with him like shooting guys off. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? I might just cut El- this whole segment out. It'll Shit. come back to you just when you finish recording. Is like the violent test or the huntress or something? I mean, it's a Korean movie. It's like this looks not say shot for shot, but like I think they reference that very heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Just the preposterousness of like him. Uh, I need to uh, repay a debt. Oh, you, no debt's repaid. You ask communal carder. Uh, you owe me. Uh, who's this bitch? He's <laughs> like, okay, fine. Here, here's a rosary. Break the rosary. Okay, now you need to go to. This is your tickets. Like to where Casablanca? Why are you going to Casablanca? And because wait, she's there. Who's there? Halle Berry. Yeah. What's she gonna do? Spit in your water. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and then you have to go on a fucking vision quest in Sahara, and then you'll be rescued by some Bedouin who's guy actually the master who, of all this also, assassin group. He's the Hashashin. the assassin of all assassins. So, this is confirmed same universe as Assassin's Creed. <laughs> sure, why not? But I mean, think about it: the series of events that happens from that Russian ballet house all the way to the deserts of fucking Morocco is like goddamn bananas. You're kind exactly. of describing and a JRPG like, right there it. when you think about it. And I think that was what was essential about the franchise is like, if, like, I think for a lot of people, they felt like that middle scene was, uh, you know, it represented the journey of John Wick and his uh, emptiness as he wanders, like, you know, the vast wastelands of his own life. 
you know. But in my head, it's like, no, 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 no. This is literally the movie telling the audience, we're now entering fuck you territory. Yeah. We are leaving reality behind. We're going to actually go on a fever dream in the desert. Everything happens in his head right now. He's actually dead right now. He's like vulture food. Everything you see from now on is just going to be nutso. And like, you know what? I'm buying it. I'm in. Fuck it. I just want to have fun. And like, yeah. It's this, like, you know this is a crazy train ride, yeah. so you're strapping in fully knowing what's going on. Exactly. I mean... You're pulling a fast one. It's like, by the way, this is going to get weird. You don't like weird? <laughs> Fuck on out of here. No, seriously. After he cuts his finger off, we're going to show you a scene where people get their balls ripped off by these dogs wearing Kevlar. Why are they wearing Kevlar? <laughs> so they can't be shot, listen, obviously. Listen to me. Dogs with Kevlar. You know what? Fuck it. I'm in. Like, you know, the one fun part from that Call of Duty game? That before 15 yeah. minutes. Sure. And they don't die. Let's go for it. And then, you know what? So what's the resolution from, like, the desert scene? Okay, now you go back to New York. Why? I completely undo everything you just did. Yeah, you came all the way here just to cut your finger off. Because sure. we discovered Ian McShane's more likable. Because of fucking course. And then we had probably, oh uh, man, the time hotel for, fight. Time <laughs> for my quick nitpick before we talk about the You have another fight. nitpick? Okay. Uh, I found like the main antagonist to be kind of non-compelling. Oh. Which one? Baldy? The adjudicator, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, I understand what they were trying to do with her presence. But I feel like she wasn't menacing enough. She was just kind of weird and there and i couldn't buy why no one just like put a bullet in her head i think she wants to she's, she's the representation of powers that be that beyond me there are forces that you even you can't comprehend i suppose but it's just like i, I don't know either she had to be more understated or more over the top yeah i think like she hit a weird middle ground the middle ground was like okay you don't quite fit into this universe quite right it's kind of like squid fitting a square bag into a round hole like, you can if you hit it hard enough, but there's still, like, holes around the edges. I agree. I mean, in in some... Because uh, the thing is, she has quite a bit of screen time. Yeah. So she... I think I think I understand what you're trying to say. Like she kind of acts like a, a like a joke to reality. Yeah, right? and I don't think this is necessarily the fault of the actor, whoever it is. Uh, Asia Kit Dillon. She's an educator. Yeah, Asia Kit Dillon. I think that she does a good job. I just... I feel like the part that was written for her didn't quite fully flesh out before they went to the production. I guess they're probably Possibly. saving a character for sequels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in part four she'll really just kind of shine and then I'll get to eat my words. You know, she, no she, she hasn't finished her martial arts training. She'll be yeah. ready by part four. But I doubt so. I think she's going to be kind of like a G-man. She's like basically the yeah. G-woman of the entire series where she's here to just, you know, like don't shoot the messenger but uh, there's somebody who's really upset with you and you're supposed to be dead. But she is literally like let me explain what's going on in case anybody's paying attention yeah in case you're wondering about the plot <laughs> not here the it plot. is like okay here are the rules set forth by this universe and how do we explain all these little like you know uh, bylaws or guidelines or like what is this honor code that they have where they don't just fucking kill each yeah, other yeah she's the reminder so I guess like, yeah. she's literally like okay um, there is some sort of uh, order and regulation I can't tell you right now because we haven't made that movie yet. But in the meantime, here's Keanu Reeves killing some armored dudes with a Spox 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, we need more firepower. Sure, let's go. Next scene, guy's head gets watermelon. Dude, I mean like, oh, so even before that, watching him stick his gun between any crevice and that like, possibly straight could. under the chin of the helmet and just like, 
unloading like, it. But yeah. it's just so, like knock him unconscious slightly so he could finish mm-hmm. him off. So he could shoot the other guy. Yeah. Then finish him so, like, off. You stop, stop, stop. Okay, now I can deal with you. Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think this is what the movie. This is what John Wick needs to do. It needs yeah. to kind of uh, release the trappings of being grounded as a serious hitman on the run and just be a balls up crazy action movie. Like, just go for it. Go for it, and we are with you all the way, Keanu. And Yeah, I mean, powerful, we need to have him, like, literally dodge bullets like the Matrix. No. He'll catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, with his teeth. And no, spit it that... back out to the face. <laughs> and spit yeah. it back, sure, like, you know, and then he'll reload his gun, and this will happen. I mean, ugh, I mean, not so much of a nitpick, but I would also say this. Uh, we need to get Chapter 4 out of the way, because... I hate to say it, but that fight between Chechep and Yayan, the guys from mm-hmm. the raid, yeah, yeah, Keanu has problems catching up with those guys. Yeah, it's quite obvious there. Like every other scene where he's just being a badass, it makes total sense how effective he is. But w- watching that, watching two guys who really know what they're doing, and you see like draining their entire lives in a very particular. I, I mean, of like this as much like the thing is, I was really looking forward to that fight scene, especially I, I even pointed out to Tom. It was like, hey, this this is the the fight. Yeah, and I couldn't help but feel a slight hint of disappointment because it's like it felt like the the, the two Indonesian guys were like, we really need to sell that. Keanu Reeves is kicking our ass. Yeah, like they were definitely like toning it down. Like, they were pulling yeah, punches. They were pulling yeah, it was quite obvious. And I'm remembering that scene in Ray 2 where Mad Dog is like beating the shit out of Iko and his brother. Like, yeah, nah, he's definitely Remember not Remember the scene force. where he had half a fluorescent light shoved up his, his head, neck. neck? Yeah, and yeah. still and beating he's still the shit out of fucking them. people up. Oh my god. So it's like, like, the thing is like we have that in the backs of our heads mm. and we're not going to be like, oh, you know... Fucking uh, John Wick has to out seal up the seal up masters. No, he doesn't need to. Uh, but also at the same time, he's like, he's 55 years old, huh? 54. 54. I mean, you know, all props to Keanu for being able to do what he's yeah, doing yeah. at his, at his age. It's yes. masterful and good job to you, sir. You still look extremely believable on screen. Oh, yeah, he does. But yeah. Um, I mean, like, the gunplay yeah. is fine, but it's like the martial arts now, it's it kind of seems like, yeah, he might be. The thing is, they hinted at like him and Morpheus reuniting at the yeah. end. show. Like, I don't really want to see. I'm not saying I don't want to see more martial arts. I just want to see more like something like Sistema or Krav Maga, where he takes out dudes rather really than effectively. To do no dance ballet yeah, choreograph like of death. More yeah. about efficiency rather than yeah, uh, like, you know, like breaking arms yeah. instead of like dodging punches. Like that was the thing that I was thinking. Like, if I you know backseat John Wicking I guess backseat like, John Wicking like why don't you just like snap the guy's leg like you have it trapped just like kick the kick the knee why don't you, you do what you do in part two and just find the quickest way to take this guy out yeah you know what I mean so it's like but then again I would say this like uh, Keanu Reeves probably has one more good John Wick movie in him and if he wants to go out guns are blazing I think the fourth movie yeah, hopefully I mean, that might be the last one it's it's confirmed they've started pre-production already just go nuts it's like yeah. that's all we want just go nuts and set the standard for whatever has to follow after this yeah I mean there's a good fucking reason that this was the movie that knocked Endgame out of the number one spot yeah yeah recently really? yeah. about a few days ago was it even Detective Pikachu? no Detective Pikachu came second yeah. close enough huh? yeah. well done yeah so yeah an R-rated movie was what kicked like the juggernaut that is Endgame Endgame, Endgame out 58 million dollars opening weekend but then again you have to sit through 3 hours of movie yeah? John Wick is what 2 hours it was definitely less, less than, than that. that yeah just about I think it was like uh, 1 hour and a half 
hour 45? I didn't feel it at all. Yeah. It that was went so, by so yeah. goddamn quickly. Yeah. Like, I was sad when like the culmination was happening. It's like, but I want more. Give me more. I mean, like, <laughs> just to add to my point, he gets shot, falls off a building, bounces off a fire escape, yeah. and he survives. Yeah, he gets saved by Jason fucking Mansukis doing the sure. only character he knows. Crazy bum. Yeah. <laughs> You know, basically, he's playing exactly the same guy that he was playing in Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine and in The Good Place. You know what? Yeah, like, I was expecting him to just go, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good one." <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know, be even worse. Neo, <laughs> <laughs> wrong movie. Anyway, uh, I mean, okay, but don't get me wrong. Don't make, don't think that I dislike this movie. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, but I gotta point things out. And the thing is, is like I'm pointing out things that a lot of people might complain about, like oh, it's getting kind of dumb now. It's getting, it's entering like that, that super, uh, like hyper realistic. It's crossing that line of realism and parody in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. No, it's not self-parody it hasn't yet. Done that no. yet. It's Actually, no, it has. It has. It, it self-parodied itself whenever he said guns, lots uh, of guns. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's like it realizes who it is. I guess well, that line of nice absurdity. It's, it's like court tethering I mean, there. I, I would. I will give it like it's a bit tongue in cheek, and yeah. I think you know it's well placed, and it kind of because you know Morpheus is there too. Yeah, sure, why not? I love that we have crazy hobo Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> sure, explaining uh, the efficiencies yeah, uh, of having a carrier pigeon system. Yeah, yeah, sure. Bit. Yeah, in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's like have you not heard of a cell phone? Although when he said it's non-traceable, you could just follow the bird. <laughs> Which bird? Ha ha! <laughs> Not like all the birds one with the tube on it around its leg. <laughs> Put tubes on all the birds! Okay. Ha ha! <laughs> the plan is foolproof! <laughs> How do you know which one's your letter? Fuck! Oh god. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. John Wick 3 is a ton of fun. Turn your brain off. Don't let reality bother you. Things are gonna go nuts very quickly. Enjoy the ride. I yeah. mean, that is all I need to say about John Wick 3. This is the thinking man's Fast and Furious. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense on its own, you know? <laughs> the thinking man's Fast and Furious. Sure. No, wait. That exists. It's called Mad Max. Ah. Uh, this... Nah, Mad Max is like the next level. Yeah. Ooh, it's a tier above. It's definitely a tier above. I would say this also. Uh, John Wick 3 is... If this doesn't spark the second coming of Hollywood action, I have nothing to say. It's like, literally, this... It can be done. Yeah, I mean, this we are hungry for shit like this. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout last year. That yes, was also fucking amazing. That was nuts. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, why the? Oh man, fifty men in their fifties are doing things that guys in their thirties need stand doubles for. Yeah, that's a crazy world we live in. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only fifty-year-old who needs a stunt double is Iron is uh, Robert Downey Jr. And Liam Neeson again. And uh, <laughs> he doesn't do his own stuff. Well, the thing is, Liam Neeson's 60 plus now. That's what I'm afraid of also for John Wick. I don't want to see 60 year old Keanu still doing this. I don't want, a, I don't want like an expendables John no, Wick. No, 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 no. I think that. I Keanu, want him. Keanu yeah. has more self respect than that. I would say, yeah, do one more. If you need to do another one, do like an old man Logan version where, yeah. you know, John where Wick, you, the you, end he's literally so something. tired. And he has a coach, like a younger, faster, like yes. more brutal one. You know what? And he's saying, like, I see the path you're going down. You need to stop right now before you become me. So I'm waiting for Eco Wise to really <laughs> master English. Oh yeah, he's almost there. He's I, almost what there. Was the last Only, did he speak uh, in English in previous films? When the night comes, eighteen for mile. 80 mile. 
Oh, yeah. 18, uh, 18 miles, whatever the fuck. 20 that something stupid miles. Stupid movie was called. Yeah, what a waste of equal. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? What a like, waste of everyone. What a waste of, what a waste of our time and money. Yeah. So yeah, don't watch Mark Wahlberg in action. Watch Keanu Reeves in action. Because yeah. you know what? Yeah, one's a violent racist. The other one's a lovely sweetheart from Hawaii. Yeah, one's violent yeah. against racists. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, one pro-resistant, the other one is a Trump supporter. Probably. One had a hip-hop career, the other yeah. one was in Wild <laughs> Stallions. <laughs> Which is coming back. Like, holy Sure, shit. Bill and Ted 3. Keanu Reeves, you are the man I of the century. I think he's just doing Alex Winter <laughs> yeah, yeah. a favor. Uh, a huge Bring him out of retirement yeah, like, hey, or something. Hey, you want some yeah. of my bucket load of money? You know what a, a huge solid would be if he actually does Freak Part 2 because mm-hmm. sure, nobody remembers Freak Part 1. Yeah. So, okay, um, let's do final scores. Or is there anything else you want to add, John? Uh, that's about it, pretty much. It's you enjoy good, yourself? Yeah, really, really awesome film. Really awesome. How about you, Cedric Dong? Oh my god, this this was almost orgasmic levels of choreography. Yeah, I saw you coming all over the cinema. Oh, it was yeah. quite horrendous. You got something in my popcorn, you ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I want that salty. <laughs> you got extra salty, man. I got extra salty. Ah, so buttery. Why is oh. yours yellow? Anyway... <laughs> You want to see, you want to I mean, I agree sir. with you guys yeah. that you got that we should actually see more uh, directors actually picking up and following, making their own action yeah. movies, getting inspired by John Wick, like future directors. Uh, hey, more of only, this shit, please. If only an established action director just got out of a long-term contract with a TV series. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a whole bunch of them did once Game of Thrones ended, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hey, well, I really hope this is the start of something. A new TV era, hopefully. Or a new movie. A new TV, just TV, no. just new action movies. I want, yes, I want new action movies, this level of violence, this level of anarcho stupid. Yeah. Please. Absolutely. Make it like the 80s, but realistic. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Dumb, like, slabs of meat walking around. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can. Like, Jason Momoa would be, like, great as Co- in Commando the reboot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Actually, I would totally watch that movie. I would totally watch that movie. <laughs> sure, he's perfect for it. Uh, so uh, yeah, final scores. Uh, this is for me uh, an eight out of ten, just masterful. And I would say probably my second favorite John Wick after two. Yeah. How about you, John? I do like part two and part one a little bit more because at least there was that ground of reality it was trying to stay on. But I'll give it a nine out of ten for this because wow. nine out of ten. No, okay. because dude, for this year, I mean, for this year's film, there's nothing. I mean, apart from Endgame, there's nothing else that seems to. Impressed me from an action, you know, visceral standpoint, and this could be the only one. Yeah, I mean, are there any other future yeah, action films coming out anytime soon? Well, Spider Man, maybe. The only thing that I think of maybe outdoing in terms of own spectacle is King of the Monsters. Oh yeah, Godzilla too. That might. I mean, it looks very, very pretty. It looks. It, it looks like it could be. But nuts. from a practical it, action be... standpoint, I think John Wick right now is pretty much the only one yeah. for 2019 doing this well. But hey, there's already more uh, Godzilla in the trailer than there was in that first movie. Oh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, definitely. Uh, on first viewing, definitely a seven upon ten. But when I really had to think about it, it kind of dropped to a six and a half upon ten for ah. me. But it's like, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, by your scales. And hey, <laughs> it didn't good. even have any side duck. What? No Psyduck. No Psyduck. No Psyduck. Yeah. 6 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> 6 out of 10. No, no, no. no. 6.5 upon 10. Serious score. Uh, to me, like, John Wick 2 is definitely 7, 7.5. Mm-hmm. John Wick 1 is 7. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still very... It still holds up, but it's definitely a much more muted movie, which is such a weird thing to say. Because I, like, I remember that movie being bananas when I first watched it. 
I would still say this, right? The John Wick, I mean the trilogy in itself, right? Please don't shit the bed with part 4. That's mm. what happens to all good action like uh, series. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, th- I still feel like maybe give it the... We have to give it the test of time. See how yeah. it holds up in 10 years. I think it might hold up because the first John Wick came out in 2015? Possibly about 2014. Four, four years ago. Four, four five, five years ago. Four yeah. five years ago. And yeah, it still really, really holds up. It holds up because of the... I mean, because of the emotional gravitas. Yeah. yeah. Puppy. Jesus Christ. But I, it was a I surprise mean, turn from like drama to full-on action Yeah, film. sure. Watching him kill Theon Greyjoy satisfactorily as opposed to what he did yeah, in Game of Thrones. Back when we still hated mm-hmm. Theon. Sure. It was still quite enjoyable. But I would say this, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it's still a long ways ago where this thing would probably supplant the likes of like Aliens to a diehard as greatest of all time. The first time it's definitely yeah. close. It's it's definitely if it's not in the pantheon, it's knocking on the doors. It's definitely within the rims. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, heavily recommended by the Last King podcast. Watch John Wick three. He kills a guy with a book in the first <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> How do you top that? And a razor in the next one. <laughs> in the knife shop. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so okay, you know what? We have nothing but video games to talk about next week. And uh, what else is Aladdin? Out? Do we have Do to? We have to? Uh, yes, SEO, my friend. From Aladdin, from the deserts of of what was it called? Where were they from? From the deserts of Agrabah to the deserts of My Rage <laughs> too. Oh gosh. Okay, I can't wait to talk about that piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert for your opinion on Rage 2, yeah. I guess. Oh, feeling the rage right now. Eh. Yeah, 2 out of 10, not enough Andrew WK. Not enough Psyduck. No, too much Andrew WK. Really? One upon 10. <laughs> How can you have too much Andrew WK? Oh, man. I remember the early 2000s. <laughs> Party hard, boys and girls. So, uh, let's be signing off here. This has been a Parabellum Meister The Throne. This has been, yeah, Wait. Mr. Toffee, Master of Coin. Still broke. <laughs> And this has been Essential Tom, first of his name, uh, Lord of the Neckbeards. And dog bites in the ball. Oh no! Arf! Say that!